0: Okay, faith in the gaps, the betweenness of things Easter Sunday, so a great betweenness a gap has been crossed that we celebrate this morning, and I want us to focus on that idea, but also the the gaps that are between us as well between us and God between now and the future, today and tomorrow, there are all these gaps that we're presented with in our lives that are unknowns in many ways. And taking the example of the resurrection, there are kind of two ways that you can attend to that gap. You can try and figure it out logically and scaffold a a linear progression of how that happened and being... In the Western world, after the scientific revolution and industrial revolution, that's the mechanical kind of linear way of moving through things is very common to us. But there's another way of attending to these gaps that we're going to explore this morning. And I'm going to use a few illustrations. There's another gap here. There's a gap between what I'm saying and what I want you to hear as well. And I have to. We have to. I have to try. This is the thing about exhortations. I have to try and let it land for you. That's a phrase that I've, I've heard in a way that it makes sense. So I'm going to attempt this with a few illustrations. Um, but we're essentially looking at something that we all are probably familiar with and 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 think about in our in our discipleship. And hopefully these illustrations will provide a, a, a different perspective that gives a another angle, a different insight for you. Um, We've entered a few of the spaces already this morning. Prayer is a way of entering into a space between us and God, isn't it? That requires us to move into it. And we're going to talk about movement as well in this exhortation. We have to move into that space in a way that we can't... Every time we come into prayer, sometimes... I remember when I was younger, I used to think kind of... During the bread and the wine, I'd, I'd think, OK, so... Adam, Adam's brought sin into the world and then uh, uh go <laughs> kind of trying to logically work it out before I try to pe- kind of make those steps towards understanding that um, but there's ways in which we enter gaps I think singing, there's notes and there's the gaps between the notes that make the music flow and move and praise is a way of entering into a space that is kind of contained and created by musicians and music that that opens up for us a way of being in the world. We often have a silence before a service where we stop and just kind of... In fact, if I just stop now... space here and it's a bit awkward Some, if you just let it hang up, it opens, it starts to slowly open, your perception opens you start hearing different things, you allow yourself to breathe to kind of maybe sink into your body a little bit more One of the gaps that we deal with in the Bible is the gap between the law and love as well. This is the kind of the main illustrative point I want to bring, use to bring us to the resurrection as well. So I'm going to provide you with these three images. If you're into geometry, (coughs) this is what looks like a circle, but it's drawn with many straight lines. So it looks like a circle, but it's not, because when you zoom into this circle, you actually end up with a many-sided shape. It's a many dodecahedron or whatever. Um, It's never add more lines; it doesn't become any more of a circle. It only becomes a more-sided shape. Okay, so that's if you're into geometry. That's one. If this one's if you're into audio. Audio is a flowing movement, sound moves, right? But when you want to make it digital, you have to sample it and you have to cut it up into tiny pieces and then get a, so a computer can process that because a computer is a machine and it only works linearly. The, The less gaps, the lower the quality. The more that you fill those gaps, the higher the quality, but it never becomes analog. It only stays digital. OK, so that's another one. Uh, hopefully one of these will make sense to you. And th- th- maybe this is the most geeky one. This is called an, and I don't know how this will translate into Farsi, an asymptotic line. <laughs> OK, has anyone heard of asymptote? No? OK, so it's a, it's a particular equation that means that when you go up the, the y-axis, you get ever closer to zero, but you never touch zero. That makes sense. So the, you're just going on, on to infinity, and you meet zero in infinity, but you, obviously you never get to infinity. But you're only ever getting closer to zero. And so in each of these things, there's gaps. There's always gaps. The higher quality audio you want, you're still going to have more gaps in between the gaps that you could fill with more sample rates. Okay. And this is kind of a bottom-up construction. We're trying to linearly, from the ground up, get an idea of what a circle looks like, what sound is, or how to get to zero. We're, we're doing this in this kind of linear way. And they only provide us with representations of a circle, representation of sound, not sound itself, not a circle itself. The real thing is approached at in an entirely different way. And I think this is what the law and love are. I think the law is the circle drawn with lines. It's the, it's the asymptotic line that never quite reaches love. It only comes up and adjacent to love. And there's always a gap. And with the law, you can add more and more laws. You can try and get us closer and closer to zero. But when we think about some people of great faith, Abraham didn't have the law. Abraham kind of made the jump to, if this is love... Abraham kind of jumped from here. The Pharisees are trying to ever, ever increasingly add more laws to kind of hem it in, to kind of catch that circle and draw that circle with lines. So to mix the metaphors about, the law can only point to love in the same way that adding ever more lines to the representation of a circle only points to what a circle should be. And a sound wave or a circle when produced in reality are moving, they're fluid. You know, you draw the circle in one fell swoop. The, the sound that I'm making now is moving towards you and vibrating, it's resonating. The difference between that kind of, the, the, the linear way and the analog way, the difference between these two ways of attending to movement, yeah, OK. We're confusing to it. There's an ancient thinker called Zeno, OK? He's an ancient Greek, and there's something called Zeno's paradox. This is just to hammer the point home, really. Zeno said, movement's impossible because if I want to walk across the room to get to the back, before I go the whole way, I have to go half the way. Before I go half the way, I have to go a quarter of the way, and then a, the eighth, sixteenth, thirty-two, then, you know. It, and he said, for movement's impossible. You can't do it. So if you're trying to logically work out how to get across, but then you can just actually just get up and walk across a room. It's like there's movement that actually means the perceived problem of the law is solved through just getting up and doing something, right? Zeno's trying to make a circle from lines and he finds himself immobilized by a kind of a ridiculous logic. And maybe you can see this, uh, I'm going to jump ahead of my notes. With the resurrection, we can spend a long time trying to make a circle from lines when there's a way that we can live it and show it that is just through moving in the world. And I find that that's more compelling. That's not to say the linear way is not helpful. We... It is useful. I was, I remember I gave this talk at Hansworth and my my friend said to me, I'm a very decisive person though and I want to make sure I'm making the right decision. So there is a way in which that, and and this is the the thing of the law. God gives it to the children of Israel because they need it and he knows that they need something to help them get closer and then be able to jump across. The problem comes when you mistake the law for what it's trying to get you towards. And maybe the problem could be, Mistaking trying to prove the resurrection for actually being the resurrection. Yeah, and you could see the law as taking the flowing dynamic movements of God's love and carving it up into these linear ways of seeing things. Because in Deuteronomy, you have the narrative where God wants to kind of speak to the children of Israel and touch their hearts and speak to them. But because the mountain is so terrifying and scary and and chaotic, because movement is chaotic, because there's so much going on and, and the way to approach it is not linear. And you, how do you get to this mountain that is on fire and those trumpets and all this sort of stuff? How do we approach that chaos without a set way of getting there. They're they're terrified. They say to Moses, Moses, you go and maybe, you know, just tell us what God said. And so then it's this process of, okay, translation. How do I take, how does God take what he wants to put into their hearts and actually provide them with it? it? And it's no coincidence it's written on tablets of stone. It's It's immobile. It's kind of printed, but this thing is given to them that is then kind of almost like the instructions of a Lego set that you have to then Work out what's being created, what's being said. I actually think um, we sometimes say that the Bible is the instruction manual for life. I don't think it is. I think it's a narrative that we engage in because instructions are linear and precise. I mean, it's both of those things. There's a, there's a both and to all of this. That, but it's, it's it's which perspective do you do you take at which moment? Um, I really like the idea that God is presented to us as like a shepherd, as a, as a rock, as a mother hen, as a father. It's, it's multi-perspectival and it's like you, you take all those things and you line them up and you look through them to where they're pointing to in the distance. Because they're all meeting somewhere when you look through them. You don't stop at the image and say God is this thing. You, you're aware that that's the thing that he's showing us something about himself through so yeah the law will never be love just a a list of ever tighter rules and that's why i had matthew 5 written because i think jesus jesus is using this to illustrate something jesus picks up on this in matthew 5 verse 21 making it clear that the law only pointed to love if you didn't murder you would have been obedient to the law but despite this, you could still curse your brother. You could still call him a fool or an idiot, and that's not particularly loving. So there's a way in which you can stop at the law and not see through the law. And there's as, as movement involved in that seeing through things, isn't there? That's, that, that's a movement, that's an analogue way of getting to something. And it seems that to point out the futility of making more and more laws, Jesus puts forward the laws that That are so restrictive, they seem impossible to keep. Don't even be angry. Don't lust. The disciples are particularly amazed about the one about divorce in in other places. Um, How's that possible? Um, With oaths. And what's the other one? It's, yeah, loving your enemy. He's in some ways providing an extreme example of the law in order to make the point that the law never leads to love, only tighter restrictions on behaviour. And Jesus does this five times in this chapter. Lust, retaliation, oaths, etc. And then comes the verse in verse 43 with the idea of love and perfection. And and at the start of this chapter, there's also the idea of the fulfilment of the law. So there's this... There's this bookends of fulfilment, like wholeness, completeness, and perfection, which is again this idea of completeness. And then there's these laws in the middle that are kind of stretched. They're charged with with a with like a tension that really stretches their their potency in in terms of oh my goodness, how do you do that? How does that allow you to move in into any space at all when when it's about these kind of restrictions? The Germans have a word called the Gestalt, which is the idea of something that is irreducible. The circle is a Gestalt; it's irreducible to anything other than a circle. And I think that love is not reducible to laws. So I've got another. I've got a final illustration for you. Everyone's seen these before. These are those those things when you put your hand on them, your hair stands up in static. Yeah. Uh, and I think that Jesus has, has taken the five, those five things in, in in Matthew five, anger, lust, oaths, divorce, retaliation, and he's charged them. He's kind of hyped them up to their nth degree, and he's he's kind of made everyone, made the people kind of go, well, this kind of seems really impossible. So he heightens it all, and then in in the end, he he brings in this idea of love. Love your Love your enemy. Love your neighbour as yourself. And it seems as though he kind of brings in love from a, a, a different space. It's like it's all of these things are grounded in the law, in, le- in legality, but love comes from somewhere else. And and love exists before the law. It's a different system almost. Uh, but it, it's something that discharges the law into. Into love, and it's like the gap. So we've got a gap here between law and love, and and this arcing happens. You have to, you have to move into love in a way that is not linear, but is a is a fluid. It's like an insight uh, that happens all of a sudden. There's a interesting thing in in this is in my notes, but we'll, we'll go there. There's this thing in child development where if you line, line out five sweets in a row, and you put bigger the two rows of five sweets. One of them has more gaps in the middle. Uh, a child under five will pick the longer row, despite there being the same amount of sweets. It will be seen as, ah, there's more there. And it's the same with, with volume in terms of liquid. Put some squash in a tall glass and a squat glass, same amount. They'll pick the tall glass, because it seems like there's more in there. When they When they develop, they have a moment of insight that ripples and knocks down all the dominoes at once, as it were. They it's not like they get the sweets thing and go, oh hold on, this is the same sweets. But then they still do the thing with the water and go, that one's got more water. But the levelling up of their kind of understanding is an insight that ripples, it kind of phew, through everything. And I think it's the same here with like the idea of the, the law. It's like when you when you realise it's love, it's like, ah phew, all of it. This is all of it. Hold on. This isn't it's not just like, uh love, yeah, don't murder, that's to do with love, but adultery and lust and all the rest of it. It's, it. happens all at once. That's what insight is. That's when you kind of get those moments of, oh my goodness, they no, don't know. often happen at like two in the morning when you're falling asleep or something. So, Jesus instead fulfills the law by walking in love which is what it was pointing to the entire time, but never able to reach. Because love is a way of being. It's dynamic. It's moving and flowing. And it's kind of immeasurable. Science wants to pin things down immobilize them and then measure them in a linear way. That's what kind of science wants to do. Uh, and that's kind of the culture that we all come out of. But l- love is kind of this immeasurable thing that we have to enter into as a, as a fluid motion that requires faith. So the movement from the line over to zero, from, a, from the circle made of lines to a real circle, from digital to analog, is something that requires a, a different way of being. And motion is intrinsic to this betweenness. It's motion that makes... That's Twenty minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll run out. So that's th- us um, yeah. I could I could waffle. <laughs> I'm going to pause there just to see because I can linearly continue talking, but I need to allow you didn't a t- Siri can <laughs> <Yeah>. also. <laughs> I can linearly continue talking, but I need to kind of. I always need to do this in the next session to stop, <laughs> allow for the gap to happen. Because with the bread and the wine, we enter into a space and we have to bring our whole selves into that space, not just cognitively think it through, but like be the whole of this service is to construct a space in which something can happen. And that thing that happens can't be prescribed. It has to be moved into. And so the looser our restrictions on the way in which that happens, the more fluidity there can, can be, the more aliveness there is in what emerges. And I like this in, in creation when God separates things. I, I see that as a tension, as, a, as an opening, separating of, of the waters, of the land and, and the sea in the first three days. As It's like tightening, tensioning, it's pulling open and then flooding into those in the next three days are the things that are alive and living. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to create a space that opens and holds us all. And then we sit and we kind of wait. And this brings us, to obviously, to what Jesus did. Is he knew that God was holding a space open for him. I don't think he knew the progressive steps through to the other side. And he, in faith, steps into that unknown and is able to... Rest in God and know that there is a fluid and flowing movement that will take him and carry him to the other side, through, even through the gap of life and death. And then finally, to bring this just to us, there's, we're, there are gaps between us. And when we bridge those, when we move into those spaces that are unknowns in the relationship between each of us, something more than, something alive happens, something dynamic and moving arrives if we let it, if we create the space for each other. And that means doing those really kind of small things like engaging in conversation or inviting people to spend time with you, creating a space in which life can emerge So I'm finally just aware of the still there's the gap between it, I've been talking and you've said nothing. Is there anything anybody wants to put in the middle? Just for a few minutes, then we can go to the breaking of bread. Or just feel the space.